We are in business. We are in business. Avoid legal snags by telling people that they're being recorded. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by uh, <laughs> the White Fragility Rape Resort Retreat. Oh. Simulated. <laughs> simulated. Simulated Rape Resort Retreat. Oh. You got to make sure you add simulated. You can't just have people out here. I mean, well, it's simulated unless you order the Obsidian Upgrade. I think he said, yeah, there was, you could get the real deal for $4 million for two weeks. Corporations would pay that to be able to come back and say, listen, um, we were beaten brutally. We were forced to pick cotton and there was some penetration. <laughs> I know what it's like. We're even. We're even. And I, and I would like to not be sued. And, we're even, think- and what makes it even is that it's exponentially multiplied because they did it voluntarily. Right, right. I subjected myself to this so that you knew how very sorry I was. Right. So it's over. You can never use that card again. Right. And it, and and that's also um, you can use that like a license. You can pass it to a business. Yeah. So if the CEO of the business has been to the simulated rape <laughs> retreat, then his business is forever protected from being racist or ha- anything. Like it's over. You can't do it because the CEO. So it'll be like uh, it'll be like affirmative action. They'll hire people who have been to the simulated rape retreat. And just so this doesn't fall back on us, we didn't create this. Right. The person yeah. whose idea this was isn't here to defend it, but the suggestion was is that in order for white people to truly understand the horrors of slavery, there should be a retreat. And then we dubbed it the White Fragility Rape Retreat. And he insisted uh, that a part of the experience would, would have to include rape. And well, as, it was as, simulated. It was, it, no, it's the, <laughs> the rep, it was slavery and rape. So he specified slavery and simulated rape retreat. And okay. it was only simulated unless you buy the Obsidian Upgrade Package, <laughs> which, which guarantees you full penetration. So it was more expensive to be raped, to just yes. have the, the Greek style rubbing between the thighs, but no penetration. That mm-hmm. was $4,000. And I don't think he really considered the cost because... I don't know that four thousand dollars is going to be able to uh, make the two week retreat profitable. Oh no, no, and, no! And the Obsidian upgrade is four million dollars. So also, I think <laughs> the disparity between the packages <laughs> is gonna, you know. And I hate, I hate, you know, I hate to get into all of the juice about it, you know, and just go through the weeds of it to try to make sense of it and make it a viable business plan. But I think he's onto something. I think that people would absolutely pay. To go and be subjected to horrors as a mark of wokeness, <laughs> and I think that you could you could give some, you know, I think you could I think it could also be you know profitable. I I'm sorry, it's a possibility that society has ruined me, but I feel like there's a market for a simulated rape retreat. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's not me. It's I'm just reacting to what I think I see in the world. I feel like there's a market for it. I feel like there is like it would have to start as soon as you get there. Like you have to sign all your waivers and pay all your everything. Oh, absolutely. So as soon as you get to the a lot parking of lot, paperwork. Yeah, yeah. As soon as all the paperwork is done, as soon as you pull up for your retreat, they rip you out of the car and start demeaning you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like there's no downtime. You don't get no orientation. It's a wrap, bro. They open up all your luggage and you just start throwing your shit yeah. into the streets. No safe words. Put on this sackcloth. Put on this fucking potato sack. Fucking devil. And then you can have you oh you can have like up upgrades and upsells like if you go on a cruise they have people walk by you like yo you want to buy this uh you want to buy this big ass cup to put your alcohol in so it's like while you're beating them and degrading them you you put the branding iron in the fire and shit and then you come up to them you're like you about to get it are you did you want to upgrade to the branding package <laughs> and they'll just yeah yeah I will okay sign this real quick swipe your credit card and then like shut up and get on the ground motherfucker like they're back in the character. That shit would be beautiful, bro. I'd watch seven seasons of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch seven seasons of simulated. I mean, slavery. is there anything that you could do that that I mean it just it just makes sense at this point to convert it into a, a, a reality show. If you're gonna do it, you might as well have cameras. You have there. to. Especially if it's this good. You have to. There's no way you could do that without cameras. You know, even though you're going to have the waivers are going to be ironclad, there's nothing you can do once you sign everything and pay for it. There's nothing you can do once you're here. You stay here. I don't think it should be two weeks. That's too long. We need like a four-day retreat. $1,200 a day. Four-day retreat. That'll take care of everything. And then you're basically taking a long weekend off from work, and you go back to work an evolved white person. Uh, I'd hate to be me about this, but... Let's just knock it up to even five. Just an even five. Just that forty-eight hundred doesn't sit right with me. Make it, make it an even five grand. Fifty-two hundred, and, and I, I give you a, a a discount. You know, oh, two hundred of it is a security deposit. We give you that when you leave, just right. so you feel good. <laughs> you all bruised and sore and shit. We give you two hundred dollars on the way. Two hundred bucks, door. beat it. <laughs> Fuck out of here, side nigga. <laughs> so that when we parked your car two blocks down, go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we let you out at three o'clock, and your experience isn't over till four. So you got to walk thirty-five minutes to your car. Yeah, we peed in your car too, <laughs> uh, all over. Uh, we all just over left. We just left four chickens in there for your whole retreat. So they <laughs> four chickens been in your car for the last five days. So that's hilarious. I don't know how you come up with stuff like that. You got to be just as much of a comedic genius, uh, comedic genius as an evil genius. He's, uh, he's, he's, I don't know, man. He's pulling this stuff from a dark place. I'm oh, really yeah. worried about his health. I think everything that's going on is getting to him. Oh, yeah, I think so. By his last uh, golden drunken tirade. <laughs> that, that shit right there. Is Can't let stop. him reproduce. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, you give it out too many clues. People are going to piece this together. They're going to listen to the episode. It's like, I think I know what he said. <laughs> I think I know. He said it rhymed. And then it's like, <laughs> they could, yeah, you see? Oh, yeah, he, uh, it was, it, He's definitely coming from a place of he's processing things. You could tell he's processing things in a harsh reality kind of way, but he has a lighthearted nature a little bit. So, you know, he's framing his purging in a place where it can still be taken as comedy, but there's definitely a very dark anchor on that ship. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, Everybody got to process things the way they process them. It's what it is. Humor is an advisable way. Yeah. I mean, if you if you got to trudge through the darkness that 
the world is giving us at the moment, and and probably, I mean, I mean, it's 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 a part of the 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 experience here as a human. You you might as well chuckle about it. You you're not gonna you're not gonna turn it on its head, right? So I mean, it is what it is. You got to trudge through it. That's the truth, man. That's and it's truth. better than just not looking at it, because I think that's the alternative too. Is that People don't even want to process it, so they don't even look at the ugliness. But I don't think that that's healthy. I mean, it might, you might be overall happier, you know, with with that level of innocence. But I think, I don't know, man. I I I think that's a. I, I don't think I don't think you're really gonna grow as a human being if you just refuse to look at the ugliness. I think there's some wisdom in doing that. Yeah, for most people, I think, because it is hard to. Uh to make that kind of call because you don't want to just tell have somebody be completely ignorant to what's going on in the world but at the same time it's like i wouldn't just send somebody in like oh well just start watching the news a little bit it's like <laughs> they, you, you'll be fucking destroyed you got to go in with some kind of barometer like just understand that some of this shit is skewed this way or that way and you need a whole disclaimer to introduce somebody into that kind of shit you know what I'm saying? Whereas if you just stay ignorant, it's maybe you'll get lucky and, you know, it'll just be a fucking nuclear bomb before you even realize what's happening in the world. <laughs> and you just preserved every last second of your peace while everybody else was chasing each other and throwing bottles and, and burning shit down. You're just watching reruns of Powerpuff Girls somewhere, chilling. <laughs> and I ain't even mad at you, to be honest. Nope. You know, I ain't you mad know, at pour, you. Pour me another pina colada. And let's go ahead and get through this Powerpuff Girls marathon. Yeah, for real. Because it's because it's not going to be their fault. You know, if somebody fucking kicks in their door, screaming fucking whatever lives matter, <laughs> and hit them in the head with a fucking two by four, it's not your fault. <laughs> all, all you were doing was sitting at home watching Powerpuff Girls. That's not yeah, your fault. Right. You had no, no dog in the fight. It, no matter how you slice it, well, he should have known. But no, nope, nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> sitting that hole watching Powerpuff Girls. Somebody hit him in the head with a two by four. Silence is violence. <laughs> yeah, there it is, right there. You already saw it. It was his fault. He actually asked for it by not being informed. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's just terrible, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise anybody to 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 get into that shit in any way at all. Just because you need so much of a disclaimer, you can't just go in there. There's there's enough information to make you think the world's gonna end in a week, and there's just as much information to make you think that it's all a lie and they made it all up. You know, it, it is just as much to pull you either way. So wh- who am I to tell you what you what you're gonna see or what you're gonna find when you go in there? I don't even want to send nobody in there. That'd be irresponsible of me as a human. No, it's not. Um... It's not good for people's mental health <laughs> at all. But, but I'm but I'm really starting to wake up to the and and understand that I, I would like to assume that this is something new. But but I don't think it is. I think it's I think it's just the basic maybe default operating system for human beings, and and maybe it wasn't always played up to this degree. But absolutely everything now is framed within the lens of tribalism. You have to say, and and as a person that's that's been on the oust with with my tribe uh, for decades now, I, I think I'm kind of in a in a place of privilege of I don't have any qualms about alienating anybody because I don't I don't have this sense of um, well I'm not going to be able to survive 
because I'm not lined up with these people and we all stick together and this is how we make it in life. I, I just that that that's just never been a part of my thinking or programming or the way that I've 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 come to conclusions. But I I feel like I've been missing out on the fact that it's like, yeah, well, while you were trying to kind of walk that road, everybody else is pretty much operating off of full time tribalism. Like you're the dummy that hasn't been uh, sizing things up this way. Yeah, that's true. And you're in the most dangerous position, to be honest. Me? Absolutely. Uh, why is that? <laughs> uh, failure to comply with uh, African tribalism at this point is grounds for immediate ostracization. Yeah. You, well, you have you have a standard of surrendering your critical thinking and arriving at conclusions. You have a standard placed upon you and a pressure that I think few people can appreciate or um or 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 say that they've had a similar experience. It, that's true. It, it is heightened. I've got so many black people that are close to me, they gotta whisper shit. And they call me for clarity, like you remember this, this is right. Cause they there there's so few people that you could talk to where um there's not gonna just be this full on judgment if at any point you're like, Yeah, I see your point, but no, don't go down that road. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's but the good thing about it is I kind of self ostracized a long time ago. So you can't ostracize somebody who's already ostracized <laughs> themselves and started growing fruit trees and shit over there <laughs> at the place they've been banished to. I'm already planting flowers and shit over here, so I'm good. And I don't even give a shit, bro, to tell you the truth. I've had so many conversations with people over the years who basically uh, question me about the, you know, the color of my wife. So I'm already been been seen as an outlaw as far as a lot of this shit is concerned. Anyway, so you know I've been dealing with this shit for a long time. It's the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that's got to be exhausting too. Well, honestly, at first it was because I assumed that people actually had uh, sound arguments, and that was that was my fault for assuming that. Uh, most people who would bother questioning you about the race of your spouse. They have absolutely zero grounds to for you to uh, engage with them in a real conversation because all they're gonna do is talk crazy. There's there's no I've never heard a logical argument by anybody about uh, interracial relationships or black pol politics or anything like that. I've never heard any rational argument from anybody. It always devolves into, oh, you just a coon or, or <laughs> you don't remember you still a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're going to get your nigga wake-up call. Like, all just stupid-ass sound bites. Like, they don't have no points. Or you could... I've heard... I've actually, in real life, not even in a YouTube video, in real life, heard somebody compare interracial relationships to, to genocide. So if that's, uh, if that's where we yeah, start... I, yeah. If that's where we start, that some, what, what some are we might, doing? Some people may say that, that that could be perceived as hyperbolic. But even even that, like even so, if we're going to use that kind of language, where's the conversation? Where do you even go from there? Yeah. If you're willing to, if you're willing to take the concept of two people deciding to start a family together, and and put that on par, even in hyperbole, to put that on par with the act of murdering 
thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> I can't even talk to you, you know? And I'm not sure that I des- that you deserve to be spoken to at this point. I, I really think a-, a lot of the people who uh, start those kind of co- conversations have disqualified themselves just by their premises. So, I mean, it was my fault at first. It was exhausting at first when I when I thought I had to, like, actually talk to people. But then when I realized I could just preemptively assume you were stupid for bringing up something so dumb <laughs> and, and basically treat you as such, like, not disrespectfully, but right. I'm not going to sit down with the stern thinker pose and pretend that I have to engage with you. Like, you're, you're, you're an idiot. So I, I don't even uh, enact the labor most of the time. I had a conversation with somebody recently about Terry Crews. I was like, uh, you know, he didn't uh, he didn't do anything wrong as far as I was concerned. And I kind of agree with him on a lot of stuff. And somebody who I absolutely knew was going to make a comment, made a comment, kind of you know, disagreeing with me. That dude's a coon. And I said, coon is usually a word that people use when they can't articulate their disagreements. And two or three replies later, he, he said, bye, nigga. <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> Bye, nigga. And I was like, oh, this is this is what I meant about not being able to articulate your disagreements. This is exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> like, so you, that's what I'm saying. You can always preemptively, when people come to those, you can tell by their language and the topics of shit that they bring up. You're like, oh, this is one of these motherfuckers. And, it, and it's hard not to get arrogant at a certain point, you know, or, or to be at the very least dismissive because yeah. it, it's true. It's like we're not... We're not engaging ideas. You're not giving me a point that's broadening my perspective. Like, hmm, you know, I, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, yeah, maybe that is something to consider. Like, you know, you could both walk away still having your original position on the issue, but you could have both given some, given each other something. Like, okay, I understand you a little more, and you're right. There, there's, there, that's usually never how the conversation goes. So you do start to get kind of a, a thing where it's like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, I can't take you seriously. Yeah, especially certain topics. Like I said, most things, it's a lot of things I definitely would build with people on and, and actually take the time to try to figure out, uh, you know, where they're coming from. But, some but isn't that kind of like a tell? It. I mean, doesn't that kind of reveal their whole wiring and that definitely. You, you really see the world in terms of tribalism? So while you're saying... Because cause then it comes like, okay, well, if you feel that way about white supremacy, if you're framing the entire world about in terms of tribalism, isn't that what they're supposed to do? Right, exactly. Like, how can you get mad about it? Aren't you supposed to, if you have the upper hand, keep your boot on everybody's neck so you never lose that position? And aren't you trying to fight then on behalf of your tribe to be the the the, the person that's placing the boot instead of being under the boot. I mean, if this is that dynamic in which we're perceiving the world and engaging the world and and trying to invest our energy, then I mean, yeah, then I guess it makes sense. You you would never want to procreate with somebody that wasn't in your tribe if you see the world as nothing more than this really primal uh endless tribal warfare where everybody's trying to get the upper hand. Yeah, it's not worth Based it. Based on that, yeah, it's not worth it because and it's, and it's always so easy to get ousted from the tribe because you got to be in perfect lockstep with everything that they identify with, or you just easily just whipped out. And it don't it don't take nothing. It takes nothing at all. 
You know what I mean? You got three stripes on your left cheek. I got four stripes on my left cheek. You're out of here. Done. Regardless of the language, your politics, your opinion about something, and you're not part of us anymore. You're not black anymore. You're a coon. You're an Uncle Tom. You're blah. And that's just with this one group. And I'm, I imagine that every subgenre of humans, right? Every subgroup, people have separated themselves into these little tribes. They're all going through the same stuff. I remember when I first heard about, I don't, dude, I was confused for a week when I first heard that there were uh, some like masculine type, I, I don't know, lesbians, masculine, are they considered masculine? Masculine lesbians that didn't like feminine lesbians because they were into other lesbians who were also feminine. So the, the tough ones, the masculine ones, didn't like the fact that two feminine lesbians were getting together because to them that didn't make any sense. If you're feminine, you should be with one of us instead mm. of being with... Yeah, they, they, they felt like they had entitlements to feminine lesbians. So the, the two who were feminine together, they weren't real. They're faking. They're not real lesbians. You're just lipstick lesbians. You're, you know, week, weekend lesbians or whatever they called them. Right, but I right, mean, right. How, how stupid is that? How goofy is that? And every group, I guarantee it's the same shit happening. But it, but we won't slow down long enough to talk to each other to figure it out. So it's like, oh, so your tribe being stupid too? All, all of our tribes are being stupid. So what should I tell us? Maybe tribalism is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the future is uh, misfits. I think misfits abandoning abandoning tribalism. And if you're a misfit based on your unwillingness to practice or walk lockstep within any kind of tribalistic paradigm. I, I think that's a good thing, man. I think that's progress. But but it's funny, too, that it, it's centered around getting pussy. Because yeah. that, that, that's, that's really what all racism really kind of boils down to. You, yeah. can, you, can, you can look at it all the other ways, but at some point it's like you feel like you're entitled to pussy, and so therefore... You got to start creating some rules like this is how our civilization works. These are all the religious rules. And it's another irony, too, is that people are probably less spiritual now than ever because everybody's, you know, plugged in to uh, media nonstop 24 hours a day. But in a time when people are the least spiritual ever, they're the absolutely the most religious. There, there's mm. a religious fervor going on with tribalism now that it's 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 undeniable it's turned up to 11 yeah well i think that that's I, that's where it's gonna go because that's uh where a lot of people get that idea anyway that they're supposed to sync up according to this one rule this one law the the monotheistic thing handed down from on high i think right. that's the underlying idea with a lot of this shit I still believe in a future of, you know, vibrational tribalism, as we call it, you know what I'm saying? Because I think if you're going to align in a group with something, let it be something that transcends everything that could separate our group. I mean, it, like, we, like we just said recently, if somebody uh, is feeding the homeless, I don't need to know what color they are. Right. So that means as a group, we uh, we, we appreciate this behavior. We want to reward this behavior. It doesn't need to be attached to a phenotype, a skin color, a sexual orientation, a gender. All of these things, all of the most important things about our existence, the shit that we should be preserving and building and, and, and expanding, it transcends all of those genetic markers. And it transcends politics and everything. You, it, the, the most beautiful shit about the world, you don't have to identify whether the person responsible for it was a Democrat or Republican. That's just the facts. 
Right. So why not align ourselves under those principles? If it's something that's, well, black people got to white people got to, then we have, we having the wrong conversation. We should be thinking too small. We need to zoom out. I just need to know how does humanity heal and improve? How do we lessen the overall amount of suffering on the planet that does not require politics and religion to me? No, and and it it's just another form of tribalism. That that that's all it is. You're you're okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and abandon the phenotype for a political affiliation or a religious denomination. But the end result is the same kinds of behaviors, the same kind of demands for there to be religious assertions, the surrender of critical thinking. You have to go through the same rigor, Ramon. And it's not like this isn't a new concept. Like people, like that term is used all the time in our culture, like Good Samaritan. Oh, he's being a Good Samaritan. I don't think anybody fucking knows what that shit really is. Like. Are you familiar with the story? It's like, okay, well, the juice uh, was supposed to be helped by more juice. And the guys kept walking past him. It was a Levite priest. I know this dude will help me. Nah, I don't give a fuck. You know, you're dying on the side of the road. But wait a minute. We're in the same tribe. And you're like the religion. You're the most virtuous member within our tribe. You're not going to give a fuck about me? Nope, can't be bothered. You know? So somebody Mm. walks past him. He's in the same tribe, doesn't give a fuck. Then a filthy, dirty Samaritan, a disgusting, you're not one of us. You're, and I think they were half breeds is what what the problem was. It's like, you're not fully in the tribe. You, you mixed with some other shit. We don't fuck with you. You're not, but we still kind of look the same. We don't care. Fuck you. You're not one of us. So this person who's hated on tribalistic grounds, racially ostracized, considered lesser than, is like, oh, you're fucked up. You're not in my tribe, but you're in a person in need. So let me just go ahead and help you. Like, it's not just about being a good person. It's specifically about being good to someone when they're outside of your tribe. Right. And and not relying on people just because, yo, listen, people within your tribe, based on how you want to, you know, link up, they could very easily not give a fuck about you. They right. could very easily betray you. And in fact, some people really rely on the strength of, well, you know, you're in my tribe, so you're going to give me the benefit of the doubt, right? And they make sure that they capitalize on people's gullibleness that comes up as a result of that. Right. So that means as a species, we should learn to uh, align ourselves with loyalty instead of tribes. Because if the people inside your tribe can be disloyal and loyalty is the thing that we value, why is that right. not the tenet of our tribalism? Right. What else are we talking about? You so you're gonna skip past loyalty, uh, compassion, service, selflessness, altruism. We're gonna skip past all of that, and we're gonna get down to what color is he? Right. <laughs> what right. If, what the fuck are we doing? It's like, so these these are the questions that people are not asking. They're just sidestepping it all. And you know, I gotta have my Dems, my Repubs. I gotta have my good old boys. I gotta have my Green Party. It's like. What are y'all doing, really? What are you really doing other than deciding to uh, to separate yourself by some arbitrary bullshit just so you can keep the game going at this point? I mean, really, that's that's what it is. It's just to keep the game going. I mean, at least with politics, I mean, it's tapping into the same kind of primal impulses, but it's a little more thought out in that technically, even though especially now it's not being 
um, played out in, in, in that way. But technically, it's not supposed to be based upon race. Technically, it's supposed to be based upon an agenda. So we're deciding that these particular issues are the most important to us. Um, so we're aligning ourselves in a tribe based on an agenda. But the same problems creep in because then it becomes um, the the same thing where it's us against them. So whenever within the tribe we're like, well, we're not doing this right. Shut up. What are you doing? Like, so you can never concede when the other tribe makes a better point or the other tribe proves that, hey, well, this actually works better than that. You know, we're committed to this agenda. So we're still going to, you know, surrender our critical thinking so that we can root for our team, even when our team doesn't have the right approach or our team isn't getting results. Right. Because that that needs to be the number one thing that evaluates yep. uh, a lot of these a lot of these attitudes or a lot of these demands to be committed to these sets of intellectual assertions is like, OK, if we do this, what's the result and what results are we getting by investing time and energy into this thinking or into this platform? What are the results? Because I think we can say pretty pretty clearly at this point that investing your time in political solutions <laughs> that ain't doing shit <laughs> oh yeah and it hasn't for a long time people been voting and mocking democracies for a very long time and i'm willing to guarantee you that uh the the populace has pretty much felt the same the whole time they felt like they couldn't trust the politicians after you got voted in you didn't do what you said you were going to do they right. feel ignored you know, they feel left behind. They're working jobs that's not paying them enough. Like, it, it, it would stop me when I'm getting away from right. the, the shit that's been consistent for probably a thousand years now. You know what I'm saying? Or longer. It's always been bad like that. And it's always been the same shit because people don't want to, for the most part, I'm not saying it's easy to break away from it either, but they don't, they really don't want to. Because when you start to explain the things that you need to enact and put in place to start changing the things that need to be changed, People write it off. They're like, oh, no, that's that bullshit. Um, and they just, they, they second guess everything. Nothing's good enough. They want to know where you got your information from. Everybody becomes master researchers and skeptics. It's like, but you're still going to vote, right? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. They'll tell you, you can explain everything to them. And they'll be like, yeah, you're right. Politics has been bullshit for the last 150 years. But you know what? I think Biden's the one. Listen, like, do you and, even hear yourself? Right. I, and I'm not, I, I, I'm under no illusion that it's going to fundamentally change anything. Like it's, you know, the, the real conflict isn't black versus white or, or you know, Democrat or Republican. The, the, the fight is within yourself, you right. know, man and beast or God and devil, however you want to frame it. That conflict within yourself is the first fight. When you're done with that fight, you'll be more informed on how to engage all the other conflicts. But with the, uh, the the political game being what it is, for me, it's just a way for me to be like, I know this shit is what it is, but fuck you, I'm still going to tell you what I think. You're not going to do anything with it, right, with my one little vote, but if I have it to tell you what I think, I'll tell you what I think. You know, listen, I'm more than likely going to vote for Kanye. I'll put him in as a write-in ballot. I don't think he's going to make it. I d what, you don't think he's going to survive till November? I don't think he's going to make it, bro. Uh, well, 
I don't think he's well. That's a good question. I hadn't actually thought about it that far. Well, how did you mean it then? I mean, I, I just that sounded didn't... sinister. You wouldn't yeah, know that I did. don't. Yeah, it kind of did. I disavow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I was just thinking. I don't think he's gonna keep up with this. I mean, I don't think he's gonna like, you know, ride it out. Eventually, he's gonna be like, ah, never mind. He'll just get back to his. I'm, I'm I don't give a fuck. I'll I mean, because politics, anyway. full life, lifetime. Yeah. Lifetime politicians have done the same thing. Halfway through, they'll be like, you know what? I'm probably not going to win, so I'll just quit. I'll, and they, you know, right. they have some cool word for it where it makes it seem like you're gracefully bowing out when right. it's actually Conceding. everybody. Yeah, it can see dropping that, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means they lapped me, so I'm going to walk off the field with my chest out. You know, but right, we know right, right. you lost. So <laughs> <laughs> you lost early. Is what happened. Suspending but, uh, my campaign. Yeah, right. I don't think he. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to go fully with it. He's he's already bugging out. Didn't he have a, a breakdown or something and call didn't he call his uh somebody Kim what is it? I don't know. I don't I didn't really follow it, but as far as I know, he did have some kind of mental breakdown. This is what I think is so unfair because and and, and we should do this cuz I would like to do this exercise where in the spirit of dismantling tribalism we should review some people and try to parse it out as fairly as possible without okay. being informed by what tribalism demands us to conclude about Kanye. So as a person that likes Kanye, I'm not going to deny that he's mentally ill. So this is this is the problem is that people that love Kanye pretend that he really isn't emotionally unstable at times. You know, if he's real deal legit diagnosed bipolar, you know, there's this there's a balancing issue with you know he's going to have some times where he's depressed like a motherfucker and there's going to be other times where he's going to not be on cocaine but he's going to feel like he did like seven or eight lines of cocaine and he is just he can conquer anything there's nothing he can't do so everything you got to kind of take with a grain of salt in that you know he might be sincere but he may not necessarily come from a rational place. So that's fair. But what's unfair is when the man makes a legitimate point, especially a point that isn't, um, that isn't um, in compliance with the current standard of authentic blackness, he's yeah. dismissed as crazy. So like, ah, oh, you're fucking crazy. And da, da, da. he's just a bad example because he is crazy. He is, but he puts <laughs> he puts in some gems. Look, when he, he does. called he does. when he called Chris Jenner like uh Kim Ung, uh, I forget what he called. He basically called Chris her like Jung the North Un. Korean. Yeah. What was it? Chris Chris Jong un. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the matriarchal uh right, you know right. dictator of korea kardashian I mean, are you really on the internet calling your mother-in-law a dictator son i mean it's a bad look it's, it's, it's your bad mother for your home life B. yeah if you were if you were in a place of rational thinking and you were playing a game of chess okay what's your next move after that like i don't think you thought out how this move was going to play out. There's no there's think, no good result from that. Do you think him... Uh, well, I, this is also I, actually something that's impossible to judge, but just for the question, because of how you posed it, do you think him even being in that situation was a chess move? 
Uh, running. Okay, marrying the car into the Kardashians or running for president. Marrying into the Kardashians. Oh, it was a terrible decision. Okay, but so, he's four kids deep, and but he's that's riding it out. I mean, so we can't start yeah. with. If you're making a chess move and then something crazy happens, what do you do? He did something crazy and then something crazy happened. Where was the chess move? Like where where did where was yeah. his break? He was already on a roll of fucking up. Well, here, here's the thing. It's very easy for me to look at their relationship and be like, okay, these are two narcissists that made a decision that's like a Hollywood power couple kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? I kind of thought that about uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z when they got together. Beyonce's career started popping a lot more like, okay, this is... And maybe to a certain degree, your spouse is a business decision. A person you can rely on that's going to help you be profitable. It's going to help you succeed in whatever your, your goals are in life. And, you know, so maybe to a degree, like, I get that. But I'm not around them in the most intimate, you know, times so it's easy for me to dismiss it as being very shallow, but they may really, really like each other. You know what I mean? And they may have some intimate uh, moments where, you know, they're really, really deeply in love. It may not be as shallow as what we think because, I mean, obviously Kanye is a handful, right? Obviously Kim has a very, you know, checkered past, which for a lot of dudes it would be very hard, and he's had problems about being jealous and you know being sensitive about like look if she was doing whatever she was doing before you now it'd be a problem if she was still doing it while she's with you but if not i mean that shit's in the past you gotta let it go but i mean there was things for both of them to overlook and if they're still together and they made a fourth kid together i don't know it's hard for me to just write it off as that's nothing but on well, paper I yeah. yeah, it seems like a bad move. Kim and I would say seems like a bad bet long term. Definitely. I would say it's a little bit uh, easier to ignore, probably for people like that, just because they can be so disconnected from their lives. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're trapped in the projects in, a, in an apartment with your baby mama all day. Right. That's not really what it is. Like, so technically he could see her. He, he could hang out with her for a couple of days, get her pregnant, and then leave for six months. And she could even leave and let the, let whoever take care of her kids. Like, they don't even really have to be involved with each other because they can afford to be apart as much as they want. And it's not a big deal. So uh, I don't know how much... Uh, I, it really doesn't even matter what kind of time or what kind of relationship they have, but it's just right. this thing that has been put in front of us and they force us to deal with it. And I think he's been a kind of going crazy for a long time he says a lot of wild shit come on when, when he said you know that get out was about me <laughs> see listen <laughs> listen you bro it leaves me like oh. listen if get out was about him the only difference would be that he actually strapped himself into the chair Right, he's like, cool. Let's 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 see how deep we can get into the sunken place. Right, yeah, exactly. I came here. I heard you guys got sunken place here. <laughs> <laughs> he knocked on their doors. Like, I heard y'all got he sunken started, place. You start clanging the spoon real quick. Let me see. Yeah, he's like, no, no. I, uh, we already have some. No, listen, get rid of him. You never want to let me in. He's he's been wanting in for a long time. And what what he has he been wanting in on? That's the question. What has he been trying to get a piece of? Is what he has right now. 
That's what he's been trying to get in, get behind the gates of. And he got it. He found an entryway. And that entryway is doing what it's doing to him now. I think it's hilarious that he's involving everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that he's tweeting the way he's tweeting. And, you know, if you got to get on social media as an adult male with children and imply that your mother-in-law is a dictator... I can't feel sorry for you. Yeah. I mean, because that that's almost like that's almost admitting defeat. Like it I'm is. literally powerless in this it situation. Is. It is. It's absolutely admitting defeat. He fell on his own sword. But you but, know what? With Dave Chappelle going out there to meet up with him, it to me, and you know, I'm speculating, but I knew Dave Chappelle wasn't crazy when people were painting him as crazy. Right. And especially when he came back and did that um, inside the actor's studio. I forget the names, dude's name, James Lipton, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, when he comes in uh, and gives that interview about the sickness of culture, I yeah. mean, as much as Dave Chappelle clowns and he's, you know, he's hilarious and he's brilliant, um, and he's not always necessarily like 100% positive, you know, I mean, but at the end of the day, like he strikes me as as a spiritual person, like a spiritually in tune person that that gives a fuck. Like he has a heart, he has a conscience, and I think that him being that kind of person, it makes him to a certain degree incompatible in certain tiers of society. And so I think he probably got to a certain level of existence that Kanye was like, yeah, I want to break into that. But Dave Chappelle can relate to him as like Kanye, you're at your heart, you're not this dude. Like you're not you're not really made, and it sounds fucked up because it's not saying you're not made for success, but success at this level, based upon what's valued at that level, it's like it's an emptiness. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think he was going over there to tell him like you know, like, I, I understand where you're at, and it, it, it's some shit that you, you're just not gonna find pursuing what you're pursuing. And I think that's why Dave Chappelle was like, fuck it. I won't do shit for 10 years. I'll come back and still do what I want to do, and I've got enough money to make those decisions. But I don't, I don't have to play this game, and I, think, I don't have to be in that world. I think the difference there is that Dave Chappelle uh, had already realized his success, Right. Kanye, I think, is not about success. His is about acceptance. There's a certain level of acceptance that he wants that he doesn't feel he's received yet. So no matter how much commercial success you have, if there's a group of people you want to recognize you and you feel like they're ignoring you, nothing's going to be enough. Mm. Nothing's ever going to satisfy you. Dave, I feel like he was grounded in the acceptance of the people he wanted acceptance from. He found his audience, he knew how much they loved him, and he was enjoying his success according to that. So when his success threatened to take him away from that, he already knew what was important because his foundation was the acceptance from those people. So the success was just a, 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 of course, I'm, you know, just spinning off the top here, that may not be what he was thinking, but I feel like by the looks of it, when you can walk away from that kind of thing, because you don't feel like it aligns with who you want to be, who you are, and what your audience expects from you. That tells you that you you find other things important than just the money and just the perceived success. 
So whatever it was for him, it was already intact. He knew it was intact and he felt like it was unbreakable. That's why he knew he could walk away and come back whenever he wanted to do whatever he wanted and he'd be fine. Because and it's he was a ballsy good. move. In hindsight, Absolutely. it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, it'd be okay for him. But you, who, who knows how things could have turned out? But there's a degree of, like, respect that you have to give him for being that kind of person of integrity to be able to do it. Like, I don't, it's not right. I don't feel it's right. I'm not comfortable with it. So, no. You know, and there's no amount of money. And I think that that, you know... Selling your soul, you know, it may not be literal, all that Baphomet shit, you know, eh. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but something where you really compromise your identity to, to get access to something that you really want. That, that your desire can be so intense that you could truly abandon your principles and who you are. And I think everybody knows... Um, or I, I shouldn't say that everybody knows. I think maybe probably a lot of people don't know because they don't know themselves. But if you do know yourself and you do know what's important to you and what you value, I think you know when you're confronted with that moment and whether you can live with yourself or be happy with yourself or still feel like you're you if you if you if you compelled. Like you're you're looking that decision inside. Like, am I gonna follow my desire and get what I want? Or am I going to stick to who I am and maybe cut my losses and say, okay, I'm, I may not get what I think that I want, but I'm okay with that. And maybe if I get to the other end of it and I end up getting what I want, maybe I'm going to find out it's not really all that it was cracked up to be. And I think maybe the spiritual struggle that Kanye's experiencing is where Dave said, fuck it, I'm going to Africa and checking out for a little while. Kanye was like, fuck it, full speed ahead. I got this. You know, and now yeah. that he's on the other side of it, he's trying to make the best of it. But he's he's finding it increasingly more difficult to find peace of mind and happiness on that end. And but he's really, really searching for it. And I think he's really trying to bring uh, Kim along. I don't think I, I speculating. You know, I don't know. I don't know their relationship at all because um, they're celebrities. But. Um, I think I think he really does want to be a family man. You know, he really wants to do his little thing with his Sunday service and setting up, a, you know, compounds and factories in Wyoming. Like he definitely has a different vision for life that he's trying to bring his family on board with. And probably the world that he found Kim in and the world that he got access to, he's finding like getting the people around him out of that world. So, I mean, think about the conversation with Kim Kardashian and her sisters or her mother. Like, yeah, we're fuck Calabasas. We're going we're gonna to go live in Wyoming, me and my children. And I'm not going to be attached to all of these frivolous, empty things that basically mean the world to us. All this superficial shit, you know, these relationships, the access to this, this prestige, all of this shit that we experience here. Yeah, let's just go ahead and turn our back on that for some family life. That that's probably a notion that is, it's just you you can't process it on their end. There's no yeah. way. Her mom's yeah. like, oh yeah, sure, that makes perfect sense. Fuck it. Yeah, I think I think it has a lot to do with what people's real value system is, man. Like when you say people, uh, you know, that idea of people selling their souls or going against their morals to do things. I don't think you can really um you you 
I don't think you can really go against your own real true state of being because it's counter it, it's counter it doesn't work it doesn't compute right because i think when the value presents itself to outweigh the other thing then you abandon the other thing for the value you know so if uh if you're if you fronting like you are a good person and you all, all of these types of things and the value that you get from that the social capital you get from that if it ever comes a time where another value outweighs the perceived social value you got from that, you're going to abandon it. If somebody's going to say, well, I'll give you some money to completely uh, flip and do a 180 on everything you were talking about. You used to be uh, feeding the homeless. Now I want you to actively go take food from the homeless. Here, here, here's, a bunch of, <laughs> here's a bunch of money. If they can give you a bunch of money and you go start snatching food from homeless people, then I don't think that was never really who you were. The value was just in alignment with the reward system that you wanted. You wanted a certain amount of awards. This was working for you for right now. And as soon as you got the opportunity, you switched over to something else. It's about what they really value. I don't that, think, because I always, I say a lot too, like you can do anything that allows you to sleep at night, right? People say, oh, how could you, uh, especially with music, it was big too. People say you're selling your soul to get in the industry and you're making this type of music because, you know, the system and blah, 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 and you're selling out. But if you can do that and make the money and you can go to bed at night and be happy in your mansion and you got your cars and your video vixens and shit, then what did you what did you lose? Who cares, right? If you can still sleep at night, then you didn't sell anything. You didn't sell out. You didn't betray anything. When you can't sleep at night because of the decisions that you're making, that's when you have to be confronted by something that's, you know, putting your spirit in the wrong place. But if you if you don't give a shit and you got your feet propped up and you're enjoying life, what are we even talking about? Right. And I don't think everybody necessarily has that that kind of conscious where, you know, and, and I think that's kind of a dumb practice, too, to be concerned about, well, you know, you couldn't do this because that's wrong, because then you're kind of projecting your principles onto that exactly. person. Yep. And if that person at their core doesn't value the same thing that yep. you're valuing, then, yeah, maybe you wouldn't be able to sleep at night in, in that situation. But, yeah, he's fine. Exactly. I, I, I could understand yeah. that. Yeah, so it's not really, it's, there's no hard, fast rules when it comes to this stuff. It's all up to the individual and, and what you're willing to do and how long you're willing to do it for. You know, this I, the, I've seen people, how long have people been bugging out about uh, black actors wearing dresses? Oh, that's 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 a that's, huge conversation. It's like, oh, he he sold out to the man, and they he, they feminized him, they put him in a dress, and blow all this crazy shit. It's like, bro, if you don't want to wear a dress, if you don't think the joke's funny, then absolutely never do it. But how can you make from outside a judgment about what's going on inside another person's mind about the decision they made to do it? It, it, it makes no sense. It's some of the most narcissistic shit that you can. <laughs> That you can be mixed up in. You ain't supposed to do it because I wouldn't do it myself. But it's something like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's humiliation rituals, so I get what they're saying. But if you're not uh, humiliated. Right. Then it didn't work. It they didn't, didn't exactly. get your goat. They can't yeah. get no magic from it. If they did a humiliation ritual to get some kind of satanic magic usurped from your life force. Right, right. And, right. and, and you're not humiliated. The magic didn't work and they got nothing. Well, so why are you trying to force me from the outside to be humiliated so that makes their spell work? Well, there was a lot of, you know, 
they're trying to emasculate the black man and this, this, and that. And I'm, I, you know, I looked at it and I'm like, well, you know, there's countless depictions of white men in dresses too. Right. And and of course, well, that's just because y'all on some gay shit. You know, Europeans are just naturally yeah. gay. And are <laughs> so, they are, are so they emasculated as a whole? <laughs> are they emasculated and destroyed as a whole because a few of their actors wore dresses? No. Right. So yeah. what's the difference? Perception. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But I've also thought too. It's like, well. You know, I think 14 people just got shot at a funeral in Chicago. Like, when you think about people dying over just dumb shit, um, you know, pride shit or petty shit or just unproductive shit. This isn't fixing anybody's situation. Um, you know, some of that can come from hyper-masculinity. So if Definitely. you're saying, like, if you're saying, okay, well, they're trying to, you know, emasculate the black man or feminize the black man... It's like, okay, well, I mean, would it be such a bad thing if we brought it down just a notch? <laughs> Maybe they're I trying mean, to help you. Right. If people could if people could get along and be like, okay, well, the real man shit to do is I'm going to fuck you up right now on site and uh, go ahead and get this prison sentence or be on the run or fucking ruin a family. You know, somebody's son or, or father's not going to come home today over some dumb shit. You know, if, if the emasculated byproduct of that is, now nah, I'm just going to let that shit go. I'm going right. to be extra faggoty today and just let it go and not give a fuck. Okay. Right. Well, you know, let's all put on dresses then. Right. Exactly. If that stops people from having to get murdered in gas stations, then what are we, what are we actually fighting against? And, 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 you know, you'll really find out how full of shit people are and you can still love them. It's not to be insulting or to, you know, I won the argument. I proved you wrong. I humiliated you. But just to kind of point out for, like, everybody's progress, like, I need you to understand that this is full of shit because none of this shit that we're talking about right now is results-oriented. And you'll find that with, like, a lot of people who are, like, committed to a philosophy or they just know why all this shit is going on behind the scenes and what the real agenda is and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, okay, and what results are we getting with this? You know what I'm saying? Because... That's how I'm going to evaluate shit. I'm not going to evaluate the dress is emasculating and destroying us. I'm not going to evaluate it based on that because of your little theory. Like I'm going to I'm going to evaluate its value on the results that it gets. So if yeah. wearing dresses, if the result is is we're calmer and kinder and more loving and respectful to each other, I'll put on the dress. You know, and that's how we need to look at all of this shit. It's like what's the result that it's producing? Stop giving a fuck about who it comes from or how it looks or what your natural, you know, my knee jerk reaction to how I feel about it. None of that shit matters. Shit is either we need to be more mathematical. Shit is either giving you a return on investment or it's not. Right. And if it's not doing if it's not affecting you in any negative way, then what's the problem? We got to let people experience the world how they want to experience the world. If it's not hurting nothing. And we understand that most of this shit is not hurting nothing. People got some real crazy ideas about masculinity and patriarchy and what's supposed to be what. And that's just been mad destructive for a long time. I hear very few, very few of these uh, pan-African race hustlers talking about any type of matriarchal community. Very rarely. Never, actually. 
they always talking about, you know, having multiple wives and how the man's supposed to be this and the man's supposed to be that, but they never identify any of that shit as expressly European. They, they never say that. I never hear people say that. And, and there's probably a good argument for it, too. And, and a lot of people are having conversations about how, you know, the, how the white supremacy uh, model trickles down. And it ends up being, I think it was Dr. Joy DeGruy talking about how, you know, the the white man is at the top of the, of the whole system and uh, the white woman is beneath him. So she takes discrimination and oppression from the white man. And then beneath her is uh, black men and he takes his oppression from white women and white men. Beneath him is the black woman. <laughs> so she's taking her oppression from all of the above. But these are all the heterosexual versions. N- but beneath them, you've got the gay mm. versions. Right, right, you right. you got the handicapped versions. I don't know where Samoans fit in on this, but I'm sure that they've got a look. But that, I mean, that's all in line with that intersectionality shit of yeah. like your identity. It's true. it's true, because imagine... Imagine if these people are actually perceiving that they're being oppressed and they're bringing that into their daily lives. Who are they going to, you know, inflict that pressure on? So if it trickles down like that, I could definitely see where black women would put themselves as beneath all of that pressure trickling down from the top. And they're taking, you know, pretty much the worst of it. It makes sense. Like, I mean, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. But it makes sense because it's really some bugged out dudes out here. With this, uh, you know, this patriarchal idea of making women submit and all of it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I hear these guys talking wild about women online, and none of them ever want to uh, reserve themselves from having sex with them. They always want to still have sex with the worst of the worst of the worst. <laughs> Every single one of them. They're like, "Oh man, you can't be, you can't be wasting time with these ratchet bitches. They'll destroy your life. Don't get married and don't all this advice." But they'll sneak in that caveat: these women ain't good for nothing else but sex. Let me go risk this 18-year commitment. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it anyway. I know she's horrible, discourages society. She's going to destroy you. She's a hair-hatted hooligan, but I'm still going <laughs> to... Probably going to lower my child's IQ by yeah. about 20 or 30 points, but fuck it. Right, yeah, I'm Let's still going to smash. I'm still I got way smash. too much money right now. Yeah, I need, I need to, get I need to give up at least half of this. I'm going to tax myself for 18 years. <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. And, and nobody calls them on it. Everybody thinks it's cool. So the logical argument would be, if these women are so terrible, why would you have sex with them? But instead, it's hooray because he had sex with terrible women. Yeah, but that, that's because we don't, we don't ascribe anything uh, sacred to sex. And I think, I think there's value in doing that. Like just, you know, you may not be creating a life every time, but to to make it so frivolous and that you're that careless with it, I think I mean it's it's only gonna result in destructive outcomes. But to at the very least understanding like we have the power to create life, um, the circumstance in which we bring that life into the world and how we raise it is gonna you know that's gonna resonate you know potentially you know, endlessly throughout all of the future that that's ahead of us. And there's a sacred responsibility in, in that undertaking. And, you know, and that's, and that's why I, I never had kids. <laughs> I just right. respected the fact that this is some serious shit. There's a lot of dysfunction. 
There's a lot of people that are raised in dysfunction. They become dysfunctional adults. They're hurt. They go on to hurt people. And this just cycle of suffering and inflicting suffering. Because there's there's some truth to that is if you feel, you know, like the kid, the bully at school was getting his ass beat by his dad or his stepdad. You know, so yeah, I could kind of see that. Like if you feel like, you know, I may not be the white man, but at least I'm still a man, which makes me better than you. So let me go ahead and take out some of that aggression. Right. You know, right. It's definitely happening. It's definitely happening and it sucks. But I mean, it's hard. These are hard conversations to have. People don't want to have uh, talks about improving themselves for the most part. And and that's what it takes. It's going to take a whole lot of self-reflection to understand that a lot of this shit that we internalize in is garbage. Absolute yeah. garbage. And it's destructive. And it's been destroying us for a long time. People are actively avoiding talking about or embracing in any type of way the concept of feminine energy, divine feminine, that whole, you know, futurist female idea. And they, they don't even, they don't, men in general, they're just like, nah, fuck that, bro. I ain't with that soft shit. Well, you and, did mention uh, hair-hatted hooligans. Yeah. So I, I don't think Tommy, I don't think Tommy is on board with a, um, with the matriarchal future. Well, you know what? The, the, the funny part about that dude is that he, uh, he, he really is existing on both ends of the extreme. He'll say in the same sentence, unironically, I love women and they're the stupidest creatures on the planet. Right. (laughs) And he'll say both unironically and doesn't feel that he's contradicted himself. Right. And most people, I I guess I get it. I I get what he's saying because he puts himself in the presence of, for the most part, a lot of wild shit for for him to do his job. He has to go, not even go searching for it because that's, you know, he has to find and watch and consume a lot of terrible shit. I feel like if you gave a person a, a, the job of compiling videos of black people hurting each other, eventually they might start sounding racist when they talk to people. Because they're just watching this over and over and over and over again. It gives you ideas about people. So he's watching the worst, the absolute worst black women on the planet. And even that, that, that makes me a coon to admit that anybody could be bad, right? That they could be terrible black women on the planet. That, that makes you, I'm sure uh, Umar will call you a coon for that. All of our women are queens, even if she's doing a drive-by shooting <laughs> that kills an eight-year-old child right now. Even if she's doing that right now, she's an absolute divine queen mother. And it's <laughs> sacrilege to say anything crazy about her. But... If, if that's what you're consuming it and you're watching that shit all day, every day, how much, um, you know, how, how much soft language are you going to be able to use? Yeah. You're going to start off with the not alls and maybe this is poor people in certain part disenfranchised. And yeah, it's been inter- intergenerational trauma. Yeah, we, we totally understand all that. But right now she's kicking this other girl in the head and 10 people are standing around yelling world star and clapping. See, I, I kind of see him as a I feel like when you know when George Carlin called himself a recovering idealist I think I think that's how that that dude is really like I think he had a lot of sincere like he's I think he has a sincere do-gooder spirit in him I, I, I think he does and I think he got so frustrated with the status quo and in his experience 
I'm sure, you know, if you're looking for anything in your own life, right? I mean, you could find it, you know? So maybe there's 10 other good women that he overlooked in his memory, right? But he can always go back and reference, yeah, and then this bitch did this and this bitch did that. And I was around. I don't like how my mom acted or what she did or my aunts or da 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 da. And, you know, and he touches on real things like, that like I, I think he sincerely wants the conditions of things to change, and I think he sees where hey the, this this fundamental thing that needs to change that's not being addressed that's unpopular to talk about I'm gonna go full you know head on into this because I don't think it was something that you know because I don't think he would have even gone to look for those videos or build his career the way that he has. Unless that was really something in him that was bothering him. Right, right, right. And I think it probably bothered him first in his own personal perspective, in his own community, in his own experience. And then he started, you know, on a, a larger scale looking for that kind of shit and said, okay, well, this is this is some shit we need to change. And he definitely didn't come at it in a constructive way. <laughs> like, like, he has his moments where I think he's trying to be helpful but, you know, the first time I heard him, like, it was. It was super abrasive. Like, it's hard not to oh, be yeah. offended. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, I had to, like, you know, maybe nine or ten videos deep. I'm like, okay, I kind of see where he's coming from. But, you know, at first, it's, it's like, it's like just piercing. Like, holy shit. Like, dude, what's, what's your problem? Yeah, I get it. Because uh, when I first started watching him and came across a few of his videos, it moves you and you want to you want to dislike him because you want to dislike people who say those types of things. You you just don't feel that it's right, even no matter how correct it is, no matter how on the nose it is and, and uh, how how fitting it is for the situation that he's usually making a commentary about. You still feel bad. It just doesn't feel right to accept that kind of shit or to laugh at it, and you it just it's not cool. But eventually, I mean, you start to see the dude. I mean, he has a point most of the right. time. If you take back, if you reel back a lot of the uh, words that needlessly he uses, offensive right, shit that he does, right. because that's just the game now. Once you're in the game, you're in the game. So you might as well, you know, sing some songs and call people all kinds of names. I mean, you're in the game now. But when you see things like uh, one time. Uh, this is one of the things that changed my perspective about him because what I did was I just stopped watching him for a while because I knew it was my I knew it was me. It wasn't that what he was doing was wrong. I had to figure out why it was triggering me so bad. So I just stopped watching it for a while. I was like, I got to stay away from this. I got to get more solution oriented orientated stuff instead of just listening to people make commentaries and yell cuss words. I got I got to get away from this for a while. Right. But uh, it was a maybe it had probably been months that I hadn't seen any of his videos. And then um, there was this woman named Shelly Ann Frazier Price. She's I think she's like an Olympic runner and she's Jamaican and she won some kind of race that she had been training for. It was a huge race and I'm kind of probably disrespecting her accomplishment right now. It was big. I just don't remember what the it details, was yeah right but she had been training for this thing she won this race this woman has had on a uh a wig that was seven different colors like a rainbow wig and she had her baby her husband had her baby at the race so right after she's done winning they interview her and 
he pulled up the video. Somebody sent him the video like, Tommy, look at our women, even on the world stage. This woman has just won this award. She's uh, being interviewed internationally. And look at how our women represent themselves, thinking that he was going to bug out about her wig. Bro, he watched this video and he listened to her speak and talk about her child and how her husband supported her. And, bro, he was almost in tears, smiling how happy he was to to just see that video. It was completely different than what the person who Dude, sent it who to sent him it, what their thought. Intent, yeah. Exactly. And it was just an honest, heartfelt. You can, watch, you can see him in his stream, bro. He's just looking at her. His eyes is glowing. He loves her. He absolutely loves her with her seven color wig on. He didn't say nothing crazy about her. He was just like, yo, this is it. I like this right here. She gave her a shout out the whole nine. So when you see stuff like that, I don't think a person who makes their money or uh, he does make his money talking crazy about black women. So let's not, let's not miss words. <laughs> so a person who makes their money talking crazy about black women, it wouldn't really do him any good to put out a video like that. Right. You, it wouldn't help him at all. It doesn't help his brand at all. Right. Not, but it, I felt like it was brand. an honest reaction. So, I mean... Above or beneath, however you want to look at it, beneath all of that craziness that he talks, and I think it does come from a place of him wanting to help people do better and be better. But I think he might just be jaded with the whole coddling and head petting, and you know, he's like, "Fuck that, yo! You're miserable. Get out of here. I hate you." (laughs) And it brings so many people to his videos, and it brings him so much attention. People hear what he have to say, and I think most of his audience is probably black women who understand what he's saying. Yeah, I, and I agree. a lot of hateful misogynist dudes too. Let's not lie, you know. A lot true. of really hateful misogynist dudes listen to his videos. There, like there, yeah, there's some right. there's there's some racist white dudes. I'm sure that listen to it too. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. you're one of the good ones. You know, we you like know you, what's man. going on, Tommy. That's that's <laughs> one of them good nigger buddies. <laughs> Tommy's one of them good nigger buddies right there. But yeah, man, I mean he's he's one of them one of them uh dividing characters, man. You if somebody brings him up at a party, boy, you yeah. better just start watching faces before you say your opinion. Because <laughs> and, and, and it's gonna split the room. It it will, but that's that's where we need to progress as humans to where even if you disagree with ninety nine percent of the shit and you you hate his character, right? You don't want to do him harm. And that was one of the things, too, like all the violence against him and people doxing him. And, you know, and at no point, you know, and I I would love when he would bring up that point. He's like, okay, because he would do um, kind of the Tlaib Starks thing and go on to like, okay, well, here's some here's some uh, violence in our communities that we're doing that none of y'all are addressing. But none of y'all are threatening to go fuck this dude up and fuck this dude up. That, you know, just shot a three-year-old girl, you know, go fuck him up, go dox him, go find him, you know, but you fucking with me for talking online and giving my opinion. So I think, you know, to progress as humans, there's always something you can take away as a positive. Even if you don't like the person, you can still be like, I understand, I understand your point. And that's the, and as, as much as he'll rub you the wrong way. It took me a while, but I was eventually able to come. You know what? I can't. I can't argue with the logic of what you're saying. I may not necessarily like the packaging, and maybe people gravitate to him because they're actually fans of the packaging. You know, uh, they like things being framed that way. You know, and I'm sure him being constructive and polite probably wouldn't got him to the place that he yeah. is now. Nope, not you know? at all. It, so it, it is what it is. But you know, but anybody that you evaluate. 
you should be able to detach yourself from forming an opinion about them personally and uh, separate that from the substance of what they're saying. And then even beyond that, separate yourself (laughs) that you're removed far away enough from the situation where you as a human being don't feel hate or want to inflict violence on another human being, especially a human being who's just saying shit. A human being right. that doesn't is not posing any immediate threat to you. Right. Yeah, that's that's the realest shit he ever said and says often because people are always threatening son or whatever. It's like if it's so much going on in these communities that people are not applying themselves to, it's embarrassing that you would put your effort towards a person making YouTube videos. It's right. embarrassing. It, it really, really is. Like, it makes you... I can't take you seriously if that's your first line of defense. If, if you're not doing out here on some uh, Batman, Gotham Knight shit, delivering rapists to the police, then, I mean, what are you really doing with your time? If you're that type of person, if you want some vigilante shit and you want to go get, you know, do some harm to somebody who you feel like is destructive, I'm sure there's a lot of stops you got to make before you get to a YouTuber. Right. A lot. There's a lot of people you need to be taking care of. I mean, like we said, well, eight, you know, children are being shot in the hood by straight bullets through their walls. If you, if we can't agree on that, whatever the gang violence, every you know, they all kind of agree to be entangled in that shit. So that's up to them. But kids getting hit by straight bullets, y- your own gang is supposed to turn you in or deal with you. Right. I mean, if that's not the standard, then you have no grounds for talking about doing no vigilante shit to nobody until we take care of that, period. I don't want to hear nothing. And that and that's also extended to people who talking crazy about a lot of other stuff, race wars and, and police violence and all kind of other shit. It's like, if we solving problems, let's, let's solve some problems then. We can't completely ignore some other shit just because it may kind of make the narrative shaky on another point. You got to be willing to get to the truth, the bottom of it. And if you were trying to hide facts or, you know, ignore certain problems because you want to focus on something else that you think is more popular right now, I think that's corny. I think that's corny. It's, and too many people are uh, set up with that system to get paid off of it. Because speaking like Tom, talking about Tommy Sotomayor, bro, you know how many people are orbiting around this dude who create a career just out of trying to debunk his videos or oh, yeah. talk crazy about like <laughs> yo there's a whole fucking atmosphere of like biodiversity like you know there's a whole system living around this dude of people who can't stand him and they just creating their entire existence and career off talking about how much they can't stand him that's that's fucking amazing so even the the the, the fact that so many people hate him he's still giving motherfuckers life and and they hate the spirit with which he's presenting things, you know, but I've never heard anybody, even when he debates people, I've never heard anybody take him to task for the substance. Like they could they could they they could check him on well what's your motives or why would you even be approaching this, you know, from this particular angle. But I've never heard anybody say it's like, yeah, you're just always lying and misread because it's hard to make that argument that he's misrepresenting the facts when he's literally just giving commentary on videos. Like, no, this shit really happened. Right. You know, now if we want to argue about whether or not it's indicative of a larger issue, 
or it's worthy of our attention or something we should be concerned about or whether we have a responsibility to address it and correct it, then, yeah, that's a different debate. But you can't argue with me that the shit didn't happen. <laughs> it's on video. Right. right. So my, my opinion about it is whatever. Let's let's talk about what actually happened and how do we fix that. But that's never the conversation. It's always somebody who's like, you need your ass beat. Right. It's like, come on, man. Like, is, is this really the best y'all got? You know how many times I've seen, like, those live clips of where he's like, oh, he's taking calls. Or he, make, he makes a video about some woman and some shit she's saying online. He's like, this is why you ain't married and you got two baby daddies. <laughs> and he, You know, he'll say some gully shit some to Some mean him. shit, yeah. Right, right. So she'll call him up, get on the video, uh, Skype or whatever with him. With her boyfriend, of course, you know, he's definitely always in the background. And you, you're hoping that this person has something good to say. And they never do. They never do. And I don't know if he just is really good at selecting. I mean, I can't even say, is he good at picking who he talks to? Or he kind of just grabs people and puts them on. Like, all right, you got something to say? Let's talk about it. And they can't even fucking put sentences together. They start threatening the dude, telling him he's a coon. And, oh... The, my favorite shit, my favorite shit is how somebody like uh, Tariq Nashi could be aligning themselves as pro-black, and the first thing you say to try to disparage somebody is right. that it's they're how too black. black he is. Wow, which is I always yeah, that was the first thing that stood oh out to me too. God, you crunchy, crispy. It's like, the what? stupidest shit. And these are the same people who say the black are the berry, the sweeter the juice. Right. Which one? Is Make it, up your mind. Right, isn't in, in this hierarchy? Isn't he worthy of your reverence? No, oh yeah, he, he, he should be King Black, right? Right, he, he's the <laughs> blackest. Yeah, like, he, yeah, the blackest rules them all. Right, aren't you a little too European? I right, mean, over melanated, son. Right. Well, what can you do? He's got all the melanin. Is, doesn't that make him the boss? Yeah, he should be no, able to full nope. rank. Nope. No, his melanin is uh, is revoked. His melanin is revoked because he likes white girls. Right. <laughs> right. Which is actually the most revolutionary thing you can do when you're when you're out in the world being a player. Because you want him running through black women for right. decades until he's ready to settle down. Right. right. Ruining lives. Ruining lives, right? Tearing through women while, you know, they're all messed up emotionally, you know, all this right. shit. But you if you're psycholo- psychologically scarring the enemy's women. Right. That again, you know, that that ups your stock. And then you settle down with a black woman and then you, you know, rub her feet and make her make her dinner. <laughs> but you've been, you know, driving white women crazy for for a couple of years. Yeah, that, that would be a better thing. I even heard somebody say that uh if you you should only watch interracial porn if you're pro-black because you shouldn't want to see black women being disrespected in pornography. I was like, yeah, I can't even can't even argue with that. It's kind of that, smart. At least that's a rational point. I could follow yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, go for it, buddy. If you feel like this is going to help rid the world of some kind of evils or something like that, then hey, listen, who am I to tell you how to apply yourself to revolution? I'm just going to fix what kind of porn I watch. That'll fake, that'll take care of everything. Yeah, Tariq Nasheed and Tommy Sotomayor, they're good. They're good characters that I think really are like they're archetypes. They really represent yeah. <laughs> how the the problem of of black people in North America is exploited. You've got like 
you've got like the dad who comes along and, and tells you, gives you tough love, like, yo, shit is hard, shit is fucked up, but this is what you got to do. And this is some shit you don't want to hear. You may not understand why I'm telling you now, but this is going to serve you well in life. This is the shit I'm going to tell you, you know, and you're going to be reviled for it. And Tariq Nasheed is like, okay, well, I'm just going to tell you kind of what I know you want to hear. I'm going to become rich off of telling you what you want to hear. And I don't know that I'm necessarily even concerned with whether or not this has any value <laughs> of it's going to change your situation or not. That's because because if you had to choose one, because if it's just about getting rich, if it's just about being famous, you would want to give the popular message like medicine yeah. never tastes good. You right. know, so if you could say, well, Tommy's just doing it because he don't give a fuck. He just wants to make it. I don't think Tommy's doing as well as Tariq Nasheed. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think that it's even close. I think he's making a lot know. more money. I Maybe. don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what the... Uh... With the hidden colors thing, I don't, you know, I, I, there's no way to know how successful it was or how it worked out. But I think Tommy has more of a uh, consistent presence on YouTube. I'm not sure because I don't really watch Tariq Nasheed either. Like I watched, I, I have to say, I probably watch more videos from Tommy Sotomayor than I have from Tariq Nasheed because I just always feel like he's pimping to me. That's just my, and that has, says nothing about what he's actually doing. But to me, when I watch him, I just always feel like he's pimping. He talks like a pimp. He talks like a like a reverend hustler. Yeah, like I, I, I get hustler, that same bro. vibe. And I can't really do it. Yeah. Makes, it kind of makes whatever he's talking about feel disingenuous. It feels a little bit pretentious. And that's just his whole vibe to me. So I can't really, it's not really for me. I guess, <laughs> he might have some good info. I just can't listen to him too often, bro. I can't. Listen. I feel like he's running game. I feel like he got his hand in my pocket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to talk to him, I feel like he's trying to slip your wristwatch off. He's just <laughs> he's slippery, bro. He just he seems like that slippery kind of guy. Like you, you go visit New York and some dude stops you in the street, like, "Hey, man," uh, you be like, uh, "No, no, no, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no I'm don't got time, good. buddy. I'm good." <laughs> Yeah. And that's his whole energy. Hey, hey, uh, let me let me highlight for a second, brother. Hey, uh, big man, big man, big man, biggest of men. Uh, let me let me highlight you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not with it, bro. I'm good. I'm good. That's his whole energy, man. Just constant hustler. But I'm not mad if it's if you're successful, you're successful. If it works, it works. If if you find a group of people who want exactly what you can provide them. Then you in the money, bro. You good. And and who is anybody from the outside to tell you to do shit differently? Mm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of people being successful, yo. I love it. I absolutely love it. And he he hit a, a nice little uh, gold mine with the hidden colors thing. I saw the first one. I was excited. I was like, yeah, that was dope. That was that was cool. But also for people who are kind of into that type of stuff. It's not a lot of um, new information. It's just dope to see it put together. Oh, yeah. And see everybody, you know, all the faces that you know, giving commentary and stuff. It was a dope experience. And then when he started, when he like the second one, third one, I was like, oh, God, I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. But you can't blame him. It is what it is. It's the hustle, man. You got to have volumes, bro. You got to have volumes. 
whatever you put out and people like it, you got to have a part two immediately ready. And That's just keep it moving. Great. Keep milking it. Scale it infinitely. As long as you can get away with it. <laughs> Why not? That's just the game. It's the machine. You're supposed to extract from the machine. Especially when it comes to video stuff like that. When you can get video on demand. Because it's not a... It's so scalable. You only get. You only have to make one product. And you don't have to put it in every city or nothing. Like, you, know, you can just have it online for people to download or stream or watch whenever they want. And exponential value bro that's the beautiful thing about the technology and shit that's happening right now if you make it there there's a not maybe not an equal opportunity but there's a serious serious opportunity for you to get it in the hands or across the consciousness of somebody who can put it in front of hundreds of thousands of people yes you got it you got a dope product for sure yeah, because of the way retweets and all that kind of shit right. work. If the right person digs it and they put it in front of their audience, it should it could go crazy. It could go crazy, even if you didn't take it seriously. That's the best part. You could have been joking. You could have been just doing some kind of parody song or some shit like that. What if your parody song goes viral? What if a character you play for for a joke on a YouTube video goes viral and people don't understand that it was a character? You know, so your only option is to just ride it out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think at that point you'd have to sell out your principles. <laughs> what are you principles? Could, you you <laughs> could you could you could bring it. You could you could you could kind of guide it, but at that point, I mean, you know, you'd have to be if not betraying your principles, at least your personality. You'd have to be comfortable. Be like, well, regular me wasn't popping. Whatever this character is, uh, people love it, so I'm just going to go ahead and run with it. Right. Just commit to the character. Just commit to it. There's a dude named Shoe Nice on YouTube. This guy made a video one time drinking some crate, like drinking a whole bottle of mouthwash. And, and it got, you know, who knows how many hundreds of thousands of views. And that just became his life. That's just all he true. does. Drink your mouthwash? No, he drinks shoe polish now. He drinks oh, just anything, anything you can think of, bro. You go to his YouTube page and you just scroll down. Shoe Nice drinks what, just anything. Anything. That can't be healthy. Oh, it's not. I'm sure it's not. I mean, he's probably been in the hospital a few times. Yo, there's but, some long-term kidney issues. But he made, I bet you he made some money, though. <laughs> I don't know. That shit is all going for a kidney transplant. <laughs> he, he might have had a few by now. The That's type of stuff coming. he does, I'm Jesus. telling you. Yeah, he don't, he, I, don't think he, uh, I don't think he cares. He seems to be having a good time. Yeah, and I don't think not. he did it on purpose. I don't think it was like, uh, oh, he's just got 100 videos of him drinking stuff. I think he was trying to go viral and trying to do stuff. And then one day he drank some, you know, whatever it was. And everybody was like, oh, that was hilarious. And he was like, oh, y'all like that? And he just kept just drinking stuff. I know I'm he not. definitely drank shoe polish. For I sure think I contradicted polish. myself. I, I got to make some amendments. Um, so addendum would be... Um, Someone who is presenting some kind of idea. <laughs> That's the person where maybe you can take something. And and I have no desire to do any violence towards Shoe Nice. I don't I don't have any emotion towards him. I think he's bad or uh, you know, I, I it's hard for me to say that I can extract any value out of that. Except it's <laughs> like a cautionary tale. Like yeah. once once he's on that kidney transplant list, 
be like, hey, maybe this is not a good idea of how you want to commit to a character. Yeah. Your mouthwash yeah. is bad enough. Shoe polish. Oof. Oh, bro. What but that's fuck? when that's when he gets the real TV show, though. Is when you have to go for the kidney transplant. That's when you get the TLC special. That's when they put you on TV. So you graduate from YouTube when you got to get a kidney transplant. I'm a pussy. I'll 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 be broke and have my kidneys if I got to <laughs> choose. I'm not. I'm just not willing to go that route. Well, see, you'd never find out because you wouldn't be on YouTube drinking shit for attention. You know what I'm saying? So he 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 had already drank something to get attention. So who's to say? He wasn't. He's obviously was willing to drink a whole bunch of other shit too. It just worked for him. That was his path. We all got our paths in life. Yeah, oh yeah, he was made for this. He was made because <laughs> it, it would have killed anybody else. It was. It would have killed anybody else by now. He's still making YouTube videos. I think he's he's eating stuff too now. But before he was just like a bottle of alcohol, a bottle of Mountain Dew, or whatever it was. He was just guzzling drinks. And it's and it's not just him. You see, that's what I'm saying, bro. I say this all the time. We were talking about the fart spray before, too. It's like there's, there's people who just go to Sonic and buy three slushies and sit in their car with the camera on them, and they drink all three of them fast and give themselves a brain freeze and get two million views. Oh, and diabetes. Right. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that, too. But it's like... Yo, <laughs> just the thought of, of drinking... Just the thought of drinking one of those makes me kind of sick. Right. The thought of three, I can't wrap my head around it. Right. Like, I feel like I'd be in a coma. Yeah, I do. It's way most too human much beings, sugar. Most human beings would be in a coma. You got to train for that level of uh, sugar processing. You got to train for that. You can't just I, be a regular person. I remember I was in the car with a friend of mine. And he was drinking one of those uh, mango Arizonas, right? Mm. And I was like, uh, dude, how the fuck can you drink that? He's like, what? I love my fucking mango Arizona. It's like, what are you giving me shit about it? I'm like, yo, that shit is just straight syrup. Like, that's like high fructose. Like, or there's no mangoes in there. Like, there's no juice. There's that. Like, that is just syrup. And he's like, man, you fucked. Like, he, he, I talked to him a couple <laughs> weeks later. He's like, you fucked this up for me by putting that consciousness in my head. I can't drink them shits anymore. Every time I, I try to sip it, I just taste the syrup now. Like, I, I was I was very much happy. Uh, I was very much happier uh, living in the, the blissful ignorance of not knowing this was just straight syrup. But now that you've advised me of it, I can't get it out of my head, and I'm aware of it every time I drink it, and now I taste it. You, you know, so that. You hacked this simulation, bro. But, but you know, that that's what it is, is that... that I think a lot of this shit that we poison ourselves with that we're like, oh, this is delicious and we take I don't think we've really thought about it. Like shit is not supposed to be that sweet. Like <laughs> bite an apple. That's as sweet as it's supposed to get. Oh, like, wow. We screwed ourselves so bad. <laughs> we screwed ourselves so bad. Whoever was like, let's take all these bunch of apples and crush them and just drink all the juice. <laughs> Whoever thought of that was a terrible idea, y'all. Terrible yeah, idea. Because there's no way the amount of apples that it takes to make a, a glass of apple juice, you could never eat that many apples in one sitting. Nah. You couldn't. There's no way. If all the fiber and everything else that was attached to that amount of juice, you could never do it in one sitting. So there's no natural way that you should be able to drink all that juice in one sitting. And it's just not a good idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, give up soda. You know, one of the best things I ever did in my life was stop drinking juice. Because you're brainwashed as a kid, like, oh, well, juice, juice is much healthier. 
No. Oh no. No. It's, it's way it's worse. Straight sugar. <laughs> and even then, right? If you know what, uh, the average person would probably be disgusted if they tasted apple juice just from apples. They'd be like, "What is this? Something's wrong with your. Is this diet?" Um, like, I think like, you gave me horse piss. I wanted <laughs> apple juice. Like that's not what this is. Like no, I just made it myself. I actually crushed the apples and made it. Like no, that's not. I don't think this is right. <laughs> Something's <laughs> wrong. I yeah, need the show. It's a, yeah. bro. You know how much like you see those uh, advertisements where they have sugar in like a Ziploc bag for how much is in each drink. Uh-uh, you ever seen, seen those? Oh, good God, bro. They take the, um, they show you like how many teaspoons of sugar is in a Pepsi, a Gatorade, like all these different drinks. Bro, Ooh, it's. That's rough. Yo, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing when you see how much sugar. Nobody would eat that much sugar if it was just like by itself. Spoonfuls of Nobody it, would do know? that. Right. Nobody would do that. But if you put it in a soda, they'll drink six of them a day. And it's and and it's probably the number one thing that's uh, killing Americans, and I'm just saying number one. I have no idea, but I, I gotta think like all the diseases that are attached to obesity, you know, the the number one thing that's got to be contributing to that is sugar. We've got it in everything, and there's no real like health benefit to it. There's no value. Like it, it's it's such a brilliant uh, like like metaphor for our entire culture. Like here's some shit. It's just junk food. It's junk. It gives you it, it it gives you the illusion that you've consumed something, but it's added absolutely no value to your life. Yeah, yeah. And and, and there's a lot of things that we consume that are exactly like that. <laughs> it's not if, just food either. If 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 an apple is like regular porn, uh a Arizona mango uh oh good that, god that's gotta be like uh midget gang bangs simulated rape i don't oh, know how bad it would god. have to get like whatever it is it ain't good it's this this should have never devolved into that it's just way too concentrated yeah it's horrible it's hard when it's hard and it's almost impossible to break people out of it because it's so normalized Right, because once you get to that level, like I gotta, I gotta see some some midget rape. I can't just get off to some regular sex. This is you're boring. ruined. You're ruined, yo. You can't go back. How do you go back from that? What is this? <laughs> is he actually talking to her? Why is he talking to her? <laughs> why is he? Why is he punched in the face yet? And started tearing away at her clothes. Oh, see, that's a dangerous game, man. Because once you find yourself there, that's the thing about exploring in those kinds of places right because it's so easy to access you might not have the stomach to try to go out into the world and find real interactions like that well you can't do that no more anyway because of rona but you <laughs> when you exploring on these websites it's so easy to get it you find some shit you would have never thought of in a million years you just stumble onto it and now that's the only thing you can watch it's yeah. it, it'll screw you over that's why that shit's so dangerous bro it's so because you would. What if you find out something? What if you stumble across something by mistake? You're like, oh, I, I didn't even mean to click on this. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. And then you're ruined for good, dude. When you there's so much weird shit out there. Like when I found out about furries, like people that just like uh-huh. to dress up in fucking you know uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese outfits. Yeah, yeah. and then. 
this like a fart porn, porn where you know oh. just you know just fart 30 times in my mouth right. and then how do you the even one, do that listen then the ones with the girls that are just step like fat girls stepping on food like that's oh, yeah. it yeah. they just that's they good. crush that's it under their toes that's good I'm stuff like, right there who is this for <laughs> That's the good stuff, though. I can't even front. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Because I, I, I'm, I don't. Uh, I don't on a moral it's scale, it's way. On a moral scale, it's way better than the simulated. Oh, race. way better, way better. It's not for me personally, but I enjoy the fact that that's available for people. I think if that's what you, uh, if that's what you're into, I'm happy for you, and I celebrate it. Go for it. That's like and, the ASMR of porn. Yeah, consume as much of that as you possibly yeah. can. I can't see, I can't see how this is gonna affect your life negatively. Yeah, it's therapeutic. It's right. It's it actually a good alternative. If you can stop here, I mean, this is no penetration. This right. is just feed on food. I'm I'm with that all yeah. day. I'm. You know what? You know what? People should start doing. That's what. Well, I guess you can, it'd be different now. I was gonna say parents should. That should be the video that they hide in the house for you to find. that's the video they hide they know inevitably you're gonna find it and that's the one they they put for you to find three x's on it yeah oh shit we gotta watch this what and it's just uh, carrot cake getting stepped on (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like oh i feel i feel weird but i like it it. yep you found it this is the one nobody and the whole taboo part of it would probably do the job and you'd be hooked, right? That'd be your thing forever. And you'd be like, this is what I did for my, you know, I, I made sure the seed that was planted was one that wouldn't destroy you as it grew. And Because where and did then you, you go from there? Well, think about what would be the degenerate side if that was your, if that was your media of choice, your outlet of choice? What, how do you become a, how do you express degeneracy if that's your fetish? What would you have to do in real life? Yeah, how fucked up I am. What would you have to do in real life to be like, okay. oh, someone, he's a sicko? Okay, well, um, well according I, thought to you, the I thought you meant in those genres, just in that genre, yeah. you start having her like step on glass. No, no, no. I don't like, mean you like could, you degenerate. You fucked up quick. Okay. No, I don't mean degenerate the actual me. I mean, for the person who watches that, what would be the real societal action that he would have to take according oh, to that fetish well, to make him a weirdo in yeah. public? I, I mean, think about what other people watch, and it's easy to say if you take that out in public, you're going to jail. I so, mean, it, there would there would be some weird things like at the beach, oh. you know, when you got people walking around barefooted. It would guarantee culturally you're going to put it. It's you, Quentin Tarantino is going to be positioned to definitely oh. get that lifetime achievement award. There's going to be a whole generation of people that just adore his films. They don't know why. But they're like, you know what? This is something about the way this dude makes movies. It just speaks to me. Revolutionary. You know what it would be? You'd be sleeping at the beach, and then you just wake up and somebody put your foot in the pie. (laughs) 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 You wake up, and your foot's in the pie, and nobody's even there. You just wake up at the beach, and your foot is in the pie, and nobody's around. You're like, what the hell just happened? How did my foot get in the pie? And you go to Pornhub and you start seeing these pictures. You're like, that looks like my foot. You start seeing pictures of like he's just going by, getting the pie, foot in the pie, taking the pick, uploading it. And that's his thing. That's how he's, and he's gone. Off. And he's right. gone. It, I would have to say, um, 
If that's as bad as it gets, I'm <laughs> if that's, all for that yeah. If that's as bad as it foot gets, rape, I say that's a trade off. Pirate. Because <laughs> technically, you didn't give consent. You just woke right. up with your foot in a pie. <laughs> and that's <laughs> all that you can. That's all that happened. Right. I'm. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm I good with that. So. I think that's progress. <laughs> that's progress, yeah. So to wean, to try to minimize the degenerates in our society that pose a danger to the fair sex, we're gonna try to uh, we're gonna try to wean them off of porn with just foot porn, and then just accept that foot pie rape is gonna be a part of society. But that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, in fifty years, it'll be like four out of five women on every college campuses have been foot pie. <laughs> <laughs> this has a, got to stop. We live in a foot pie culture. I <laughs> see. Listen. And you guys are have no down idea. Bakeries, like, how can you keep making these fucking pies? Yeah, you pies it's trigger part us. of the problem. Yeah, you know pies trigger us. <laughs> oh God, it, you know it would happen too. Oh, Even shit. if everything else went away, and yeah. all the only worry, and the only time you'd have to worry about it is if you were barefoot, because they're not triggered if your feet are covered. <laughs> so only in places where you're going to be barefoot in public. Do you have to? Are you at risk? She was asking for it. You'd have people like in board meetings, all of a sudden they start breaking down when they show like a pie chart. Like, this is what our profitability was in quarter three, and people just start losing their shit. Gotta have a trigger warning before you show a pie chart. Son of a bitch. (laughs) That's awesome. And then if people would get slick with it, like you'd just be walking down the street, somebody just slide a cake out in front of your foot and just right under your step. <laughs> they just come drop a slice of cake right in front of you while you walk. <laughs> Fucking creep. It was an attempted foot pie. Grab him. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, that's that's forward progress, bro. That's a that's the objectively better world. Without a doubt. Without <laughs> without a doubt. And and if we get there in my lifetime I'm not even going to have a problem with all of the uh, complaining where you want. Listen, in my day, there was there was penetration and the great. Nah, 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 nah. You can't even say that no more. Don't right, even they speak know it. what that is. Right. They, so they're just, you know, they're complaining. They're acting like big babies whining about their fucking foot pie rape. And, you know, you indulge them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No one should ever put your, your foot in a pie. <laughs> no one should ever force you to step with a slice of carrot cake. No, absolutely. It's not your fault. What he did was wrong. It don't matter what kind of shoes you had on or sandals. <laughs> it don't matter. Oh, were your toes out? Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not victim blaming, but I just, you know, I was wondering if your toes were out. Oh yeah, I'd let yeah, that police report we has to ask. Go <laughs> <laughs> to that. Oh, and the cops like, could you describe again what the carrot cake felt like between your toes? <laughs> <laughs> Just one more time, slowly for the other detective. Please. Thank you. Oh, uh, Barney, you gotta hear this. <laughs> Barney, check this out. It was carrot cake this time. Oh shit. Oh gosh, bro. <laughs> and people would still be they would be just as upset eventually. That's how that's how the human mind works, right? Eventually stepping in a slice of carrot cake would be the most outrageous. Right. You know, <laughs> just you feel so defiled, like they got me. Oh. It got me. I didn't even have on full shoe. I had sandals. The icing got between my toes, and the cops like, "Wait, the what got between your what?" Say, yeah. <laughs> "Could you repeat that?" And and while they're trying to work that trauma out, and there you got all these young people like fighting and advocating for change, like this pie shit, this cake shit's got to stop. 
the older people would be like, you guys just got to get over it, man. You got to fucking just get over it. You got to let it go. You have no idea what it's like to be foot pine. Did you know what kind of barbarous world we've emerged from? Like, this is the greatest time ever to be alive, okay? <laughs> Just I'm think about it. You live, you, live, you live in a world that can be that frivolous with pies and cakes. Right. <laughs> <Just> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're not even thinking about the fact that people are completely wasting food. <laughs> right. <laughs> for, for yeah, that's, no, that's nothing. That's not a problem. You know, once we get to the place where stepping in a slice of cake is the biggest outrage, we've obviously already solved a lot of other problems that we had. Right, because you're you're not talking about like just some, some like some mac and cheese. You know, this is like a delicacy. It's pie. Like it takes right, it takes a lot of fucking ingredients. You know, it takes time to prepare, and we can just be that frivolous with it. Yeah, the mac and cheese guys. Are, he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Like we understand the pie guys. Like it's still illegal, but you know, mac and cheese. That's like that's just disgusting. Right. That's not even, you know, we get pie, you know. We still got to arrest you, but I know. It was just pie. Right, that's that's what the dark web will be. In <laughs> the dark web is mac and cheese. A bunch of feet <laughs> and mac and cheese. Just unpopular foods. <laughs> just, just pie is regular for it. And the dark web is like, oh, it's lasagna. <laughs> no, did she just put in some broccoli, rice, and cheese casseroles? And, oh, different, and different things. Because, like, oh, wait, she put her hands in it this time. Like, oh, that's weird. Oh, we can't do that. We got to put that on the dark web. Like, out here, regular people just watch feet and uh, and sweet foods. We don't this do savory. She has her <laughs> elbows in a barrel of cream corn. See, you know, get that Ooh. shit out of my house. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not coming over anymore. Right. Who showed you this? <laughs> Who showed, which one of your friends showed you this garbage? At least have some self-respect and, and watch the cake and pie. The better world, man. I think so. I'm. I think uh, it's our civic duty to at least perpetuate to help you know let everybody know what they should be consuming for the betterment of the planet. We clearly, imagine, clearly, we, we imagined it so it can be. And uh, <laughs> the next time I'm bored and I feel like uh, hitting up a little uh, a little porn, I'm gonna look for the uh, the foot and some pie shit first, Listen. or some crackers or something. I'm gonna start somewhere. You see some feet crunching some shit. That's evolution. Well, you know what? That I think that would be a good experiment for people. I don't think anybody would really do it. But it would be a good experiment to see how far you could get your mind hooked. Not not really hooked, but how far <laughs> you could get yourself into the actual headspace of being excited by that. I think that's like that's like a Jedi mind trick on yourself. Because somebody really is, like, really, truly is attracted to that. I think for a person who's not to explore it and try to figure it out would be a good exercise. And def- infinitely less destructive. Right. Infinitely less destructive than the rest of it. But I want to just... talk to a person that is sincerely, I want to know their backstory. If you're sincerely into that sort of thing, I, I, I like, there's got to be a documentary on that. Like, yeah. I want to... There was a documentary about a dude that fucked a dolphin. There's got to be a documentary about, you know, <laughs> I got a foot fetish. Someone's had to have explored that topic. Definitely. Definitely. I'd love to talk. I'd love to talk to a person who was into that shit and try to figure. I mean, I'm sure it's just some brain wiring, but I'd like to know how you figure that out. 
And was it just a weird moment when you dropped a piece of birthday cake and somebody stepped on it and then he was like, hmm. Like, well, how did you figure that out? That's an amazing alignment in your brain to just stumble onto and it actually works. Because it has to be something. If it can become its own genre of porn, it's something. It's something, yeah. It's tapping into something. Yeah, it's a brain thing, bro. Somebody, I'm telling you, there's there's some kind of configuration you can have where you're just like, the dopest thing you can see is a slice of cheesecake on the floor. You're just like, oh, it's about to go down. (laughs) (laughs) You're just ready. And if if you get a real physiological response from it, then, I mean, what can anybody say? What can anybody say? Because you can't really decide, or can you? Right? Can you decide what affects you in that way? Can you, can you change what naturally uh, arouses you to something else if you wanted to? I don't know, but I'm gonna find out. <laughs> On to the freaking uh, cake searches. Yo, that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna do the little experiment on myself. I'll report uh, the results back in about a month. After <laughs> after after thirty days of foot cake videos, I sh- I should have a little bit of insight, yeah. and I'm gonna look for that documentary. It's gotta exist, man. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's out there. I'm I'm positive if you go on YouTube right now, it might not be. You might have to do a little searching. It might not all be exactly what you're looking for, but I'm sure there's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a, there's no shortage at all. You can start by watching a few Quentin Tarantino movies. To see how he uh, metabolizes, see how he just slips it into all his media so easily, and people barely even notice. You'd probably, uh, you'd probably start getting an eye for it. You'd probably be kind of zoomed in in a way that you weren't before. There'd be an awareness there. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, let's get it cracking. Keep me posted. <laughs> I will, man. I'm gonna go ahead and fuck up my mind for the sake of uh, <laughs> us exploring this topic. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> all right, my juice. It's always a pleasure, man. All right, bro. I'll check you later. All right. Be blessed. Later.